This is Tumabasa, T-U-M-A-B-A-S-A, and you're watching the Black Smoke Podcast. It's the Black Smoke Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Black Smoke Podcast. We broadcasting live from the nation's cap. We got a dope episode for you today with a dope guest. You know what I'm saying? Hailing from the Democratic Republic of Congo. From the motherland, you know what I'm saying? Came to America when he was five years old, went back to Africa, to Zimbabwe to live out his teens, came back to America to further his education and then embark on a 25 and still going, 25 years and still going uh, journey through the music culture, making stops at some of the biggest music platforms in the world along the way, like BET, MTV, Revolt, Spotify, you know what I'm saying? Paving the way for starving rappers to one day be able to eat some rap caviar. You know, you know, but now he's curating the culture on my tube, your tube, everybody's tube as the director of black music and culture at YouTube. Welcome to the Black Smoke Podcast, Tuma Basa. What's up, Tuma? What's up, up, Stu? How are you? Oh, man. Grindstone. Yes. Thank you. Pleasure to have you. You know what I'm saying? Um, as you as you heard in the intro, you know, you are well-versed, well-traveled, cultured, you know, and very involved in, in what's going on in, in the music culture. So, you know, we had to uh, get some of your time to talk to you. No, before. thank you for having me and everything. But but I have to correct say me. one little thing. Please correct me. So I was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Right. But my family's from Rwanda. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so... So what happens is, is so you know a lot of times. So I was born and everything, but like the like my culture and and uh, you know what I mean. Instead of as really Rwanda, let's Rwanda. Rwanda. Yeah, 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 high school. No, I went to high school in Zimbabwe. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And Rwanda, <laughs> and Rwanda and Congo is beefing, ain't they? Kinda? Right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right now, but things will get to get better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit more real than Georgia Avenue sounds like. Zimbabwe, that's a beautiful place, right? Yeah, that's where Victoria Falls is. I mean, it's one of the seven wonders of the world. I mean, it's beautiful. It's uh, and also, also, it's like there's like different climates. You know, you got the savanna here, and you know, and yeah, it's it's, Zimbabwe is like Zimbabwe is like. Agricultural too, okay. so it was like the breadbasket for a long time, you know. I mean, of that region, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. when you came back to America for for like uh, after you know after Zimbabwe, you were in like Iowa and yeah, you came to you moved yeah. high. So because I growing up on the East Coast, yeah. Jersey is a lot of. African culture pockets on the East Coast, yeah, so York, especially here in DC, you know, DC, yeah. you know Philly, you know all all the way to Atlanta, yeah. Miami, but Iowa, Utah. Well, well, you have to remember something. Those places is a lot of African students. Uh, you know, what I mean, so when we came to the states, it was my dad was a graduate student. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's how we came here. Okay. And then you know, what I mean, when he finished, that's when we went back. Yeah. When Got he finished you. his PhD, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, so was we went back. Called farming. No, not 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 for us. My gra- my great grandfather used to. But not in Iowa. Yeah, not in Iowa. No, no, no. But y'all, y'all really did stick out being black in Iowa. Yeah, but you know, but the thing about being black in Iowa is you're a minority, but everyone says hi to each other. You know what I mean? Like, and then if somebody doesn't say hi, you think they're stuck up or they're or they're or they're scared or etc. So so even and then when I was a kid, uh, uh, 
you get used to it. You get used to being like a like a super minority. Yeah. And then you have a few people who came out of Iowa. Super minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because it's like, if you're like, if you're like 3% or 5%, like, you know what I mean? So it feels like a fly in the middle. Yeah, 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 pretty much. But but the, no, but the thing is this, but, but then you'd have, like, let's say, I'll give you an example. The elementary school I went to in Iowa, because I lived there when we were in the States and I came back. If Corville Central uh, is, we had that's where all the all the black kids were. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So none of the other schools had any black kids. Mm -hmm. you, see what I'm you see what I'm saying? It was, and then they then one year they decided to split us all up. They said it was too diverse, and they put us all in like five or six different schools. Mm. How did that work yeah, out? Cool. That was horrible. Yeah, I can that imagine. Was, for me, it was okay because I already lived on the side of town where I was supposed to go to school. But my dad wanted us to go to, so it was called Corville Central. Mm -hmm. And then it was like 19, this is like 1985, 80, this is 85. The school got Central and you know. Yeah, 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 it was Corville <laughs> Central. Well, well, the thing is this, but it wasn't, it wasn't just black people. It was like uh, all the international students, the grad students, right. these kids. Right. So you had kids from Saudi Arabia, from Laos, Sudan, from uh, Panama, Iowa. Yeah, because the parents were the parents were in students grad in grad school. Great. You know what I mean? So, so everyone was concentrated. Then there was a uh, I'll never forget this. A superintendent called David Cronin. I, I remember because I was I used to read the newspaper. Like, are they going to split us all up? And and he was the one who said, "Okay, some kids have to go to Roosevelt. Some kids have to go to Horn. Mm. Some kids have to go to Kirkwood. Some kids have to go. You know what I mean?" And then that year, I was like fifth grade. Uh, I ended up going to Kirkwood, but I already knew the kids because I, I lived on that side of town. Oh, okay, so you was good. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I already knew them. It's just that I never went to school with them. Right. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? So, because right. my dad wanted me. Like, we was cool when we ain't go to school with you now. Now you went all, all, all well, the church. But the, diff the difference <laughs> was the, uh, income is, wow. is, is, at Corvo Central, most of the kids, like let's say the ones who lived in Mark Four, which is now called Pheasant Ridge, that was Section Eight housing, mm -hmm. right? The, oh, Iowa's version of Section Eight housing, right? Mm -hmm. And so the difference is, the kids at Corvo Central and stuff couldn't afford to wear brands, you know what I mean? And big thing. So when I got thrust to Kirkwood, all of a sudden there these like kind of preppy kids, mm -hmm. right? That I knew from just riding my bike, like casually, but now. You had the kind of like these are the popular ones. These are the ones that were Ocean Pacific and oh, and, man, Ocean Pacific. And, 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 and yeah 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 yeah. And then was other the other brands at that time was like a Spree or yes yeah, or like you know no no. But is is is, is 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 you know those are like the hot brands and was the one yeah girl yeah. But but yeah. they could afford that. They, they could afford that. No <laughs> yeah. But the but the but the Corvus Central that wasn't a thing. Right. Because nobody had any kind of. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so there was that shift. But when we got to junior high, that's you know, in junior high when they have all the school kids, the kids from all the school, that's when I really noticed the difference because I knew both. Right. And then that became like a skill later on where if you're in two a, worlds, yeah. you know what I mean? And you can be in between. You, Not uh, two sides. Yeah, easy, you know easy. You know so what I mean? At what point did uh, B, Tuma, B come about? Like, or... Be, before B Tuma B, when did you like get introduced to hip hop? So this is a funny thing too, and you asking me about being uh, a black kid in Iowa. I mean, this is crushing. This, no, but this is but this is the interesting thing, is this is the '80s. The only music that happened was what was on the radio, MTV. It said this is Iowa, right? So 
my perspective of music was very much like uh like what the other white kids were listening to because that's all we got mm -hmm. like the bon jovi or whatever B before b to b when did you like get introduced to hip-hop so this is a funny thing too and you're asking me about being uh, a black kid in iowa I mean, this is this, no but this is what this is the interesting thing is this is the 80s the only music that happened was what was on the radio mtv it said this is iowa right so my perspective of music was very much like uh like what the other white kids were listening to because that's all we got mm -hmm. like the bon jovi or whatever and the hip-hop was the ones that got to iowa fat boys run dmc, run DMC. Run you know what i mean Ella, what, yeah but, but, but yeah but this is the deal no no i love was live because i remember i'll never forget this because there was one kid named rico who was like yo you know uh, that's that song i'm bad and i'm thinking michael jackson i'm bad right you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll never forget. I'll ne uh, and then this is the deal. And and, and that, that same year, I moved to Zimbabwe, and the kids in Zimbabwe were listening to uh, hip hop music. Their taste was more urban, mm -hmm. right? R and B, hip hop. Uh -huh. And I'll never forget Wild Wild West. Oh, right. Yeah. But I didn't know the Kumo D version. The, oh. In Zimbabwe, this guy knew. The Kumo D, I knew a pop version was like, she's so mean, but I don't care. I love her eyes in the wild, wild hair, wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. It was a pop song. I don't know. I don't know. In Iowa, that's what they played. So I thought he was talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know who sang that song, but that's the song. Gotta find that research department. Yeah. Yeah. Find yeah, yeah, the original yeah, yeah. Wild Wild West. Yeah, but that was the, the, the I remember that version. was it was I'm bad. Wild West. What was there was another song. Well, the Beastie Boys were out then. Yeah, Beastie Boys were out. We could fight for your right was out. DJ Jazzy Jeff from the Fresh Prince. Uh, parents just don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, but that never that that didn't get to us. You talking about a twelve year old kid? But but wait 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 wait. But you don't man. No, no, that didn't get to us. Not not to us. Like I, I'm gonna tell you. Wait, I'm gonna tell you what got to us. Because you have to remember, there's some nuance in here. There were some cities. Des Moines mm -hmm. had black people, yeah, right? That's yeah. where Bangladesh is from. Yeah. That's where T-Boz is from. That's the Iowa that yeah, we yeah, all yeah. know. Well, Des so Des Moines, that's the one right? city we Des Moines had. Waterloo had. That's where Tracy Spencer's from, oh. right? Because John Deere is in Waterloo. Davenport, which was on the on the border of... I think it sounded like Iowa. No, wait, wait. No, I'm just saying that... I was <laughs> over at Des Moines. I heard I was, of Des Moines. Iowa City. Iowa City is the college town. Oh. Yeah, I was city's a college town, oh. right? Everybody so, but, but the thing is this, so, so Davenport's on the border of Illinois, right? Uh -huh. So Rock Island, Moline, all that, so, you know what I mean? And so what happens is, 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 so if you go to Des Moines, where we lived, we lived for one year, 12 miles from Des Moines, and there was a black radio station, mm. and there was a, um, a DJ named Kalonji, and that's what we used to hear. I used to hear, like, you know what I mean? Like, that was the break, break dancing time. I was 83 or so. That was like yeah. when Beat Street and Break In yeah. and all that stuff came yeah. out. So you used to hear. That was the year. So Ooh, we knew. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, and when you man. went to church, it was, a, there was, it was a black church. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Des Moines had a black church. Cedar Rapids had a black church. Iowa City didn't. So what happens is, when I get to Zimbabwe, that's when I really realized it. Because they think... That I'm into everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was in America. But you're, you're in, in Iowa. I was in Iowa. I wasn't there. Yeah. In New York. And even, even, even in Zimbabwe, the language is called Shona. 
to say no is Iowa, right? So when I first got there, I remember I'm being introduced, and this is a boarding school now, right? Because Zimbabwe was like, at boarding schools. And the woman is like, yes, Tuma comes to us from Michigan. I said, no, Iowa. And she's thinking, I'm saying, saying no. no. Like, I'm, I said, I'm saying, Iowa. And she's thinking, I'm saying no. And she's like, huh? <laughs> like, she doesn't know it's a place. Because <laughs> Iowa wow. is, is no, and Iowa is the name. So they didn't even know where I was coming from. Like, you know what I mean? So, so now, B, Tuma B. That, that's, that's your so, that you, you decided you want to drop some bars. This, uh, you get so, into the Iowa hip-hop scene. Like, uh, no, that, But that was in Zimbabwe, and, okay, I, and that was right. a mistake. Oh, it was, was a mistake. Rapping. So you picked up, so out of all the B-Boy stuff, rapping was first for you? Yeah, no, 100%. Because of the, 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 you can't do graffiti for what? With what spray paint or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do DJ with what equipment? You know what I mean? The, the breakdancing well, stuff. Breaking and popping. Like, well, 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 a rapper first was rare. Yeah, but the, okay, now fast forward 88, 89, 90, 91. You know what I mean? It is is for me who thought I could write. You know what I mean? Well, I can write, actually. Write. Yeah, I can write, but it's just like, that was the one that was more gravitational. Also, because I couldn't sing. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens is, so what happens is, so that was the mistake. And I say is, is I used to do a journal every day. I still do a journal, oh, right? That's, that's me too. That's me yeah. too. Yeah. Because you get, you get out of your system. You go, that's how you dream of consciousness. You know what I mean? Like, you don't care if you're making a mistake. It's me too. Yeah. Because you get get out of your system. You go, that's how you dream of consciousness. You know what I mean? Like, you don't care if you're making a mistake, et cetera. And you're documenting a lot of stuff. And by the way, I, I still have my journals, like in my basement. Wow. Don't forget See? rid of journals. Yeah, but, but the problem is, but when you go look at an old journal, I'm like, damn, that was corny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, right. man. Like, but the corny is what makes it cool when you're not in the moment. No. In 10 years when I don't care about corny. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right now, I'm like, oh, man. You still got your, you still got your pet, man. No. I got My mother threw away. I'm so old. Oh. Because I'm, I talked about. I'm, my whole. Oh, oh. So, see, I, I don't My talk about it. My whole past is gone. Like, it's all a blur. It's all a trick. I don't, it's just gone. I, it's moving, transferring. I, Hopefully they turn up one day, you know what I'm saying? I got some. I got every one of them. That's crazy. Hey, hey, look, I think you writing private stuff? Nah. Like... Yeah, my mother took my journal. It was a Goosebump journal. Goosebump? What's that? Yeah, I'm, I'm younger than y'all. Okay. So, um, Goosebumps was like Goosebumps the, the culture the of... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never heard of Goosebumps. On November 4th, 2014, Washington, D.C. voters took to the polls and voted in favor of Initiative 71. To support this movement, we have created the I-71 Committee. The I-71 Committee is a nonprofit that advocates for equitable, fair, and socially conscious cannabis legislation in D.C. Placing social equity at the center of this legislation is the main thing that will have D.C. be a beacon of hope, prioritize the needs of D.C. residents. So now, you say it was a mistake, B, Tuma B, right? Yeah. But now, I've... I've... You know, our research department, we went back, looked at a, some old interviews, read some old interviews on you. And when I looked at it, from my perspective of just reading it on you, it seemed like the obstacles you faced in doing b 2 B and trying to be a rapper is what has driven you. Oh, 100%. 100%. And also, it's so made to us. It, it, it makes you, me root for the continent so hard. Right. 
makes me root for the continent so hard because I know that it's the, that physical displacement or that disconnection, the geographical disconnection is what keeps the some of the best music, some of the best artists from having the incentive to develop. Yeah. Because a lot of the times is if you're an artist, you need incentive to continue yeah. to grow. Right. And if you don't have that and you have to find a way to make money that use up all your time or the inspiration, you don't have that ability to continue to grow because the incentive is not there. Well, that's how California was in the 80s too Yeah, with rap. So like, you know, you had Too Short and you had NWA, but that was so far away from New York, which was like the only the place that like, they're the ones who really made it seem like, okay, you, we could do this out here too. But it was like, Hip hop was a New York thing, you know what I'm Even saying? Even in DC, but, it was like right, that. yeah. But but look what California did for the rest of the the world. I know that out the trunk model. Yeah. Where okay, I'm gonna I'm going to sell this out my trunk, right? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Ended up getting adapted down south. Yeah. That had the same chip on its shoulder. I mean, Master you know P started in Richmond, California. Yeah. yeah. With, with some, uh, had a store, had a record store or something when SoundScan was still popping. And, <laughs> and we see that same spirit on the internet right now. Yeah. When somebody's building their audience. They're grinding and, and they're discovering uh, platforms like a YouTube yeah. or 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 a SoundCloud yeah. or 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 you know. First mixtape, turn the head. Uh-huh. Out my book bag, I ain't have a car. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. If there was a way to distribute physicals in that way, like if there was a common play model, then hand-to-hand would still work. We don't have a hand-to-hand replacement right now, right? We do. The, the internet. And, 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 and well, 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 it's not, it's not a tangible. No, no hand, hand like to that. hand doesn't have to be yeah, literal. Physically. How would you, how do you, it, it, in per- but it's still a one on one person. Like, yeah, the bespoke. You're talking about like a bespoke model where you have that intimate, uh, not the, yeah. it, the internet. Where the revenue can happen like that. And I could, I could sell a thousand of them. I could put a put a weekend. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're past that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, Ipsy did it. Ipsy did it with the mixtape. Yeah, but I was still. Yeah, but he still like mid Obama. Yeah, maybe that's something somebody an entrepreneur can tackle. You know, mm-hmm. is is some kind of <laughs> no? Maybe some some kind of marketplace or auction style or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Person will be able yeah. to consume. Oh, can sell to you in person. Oh no, NFTs. No, yeah, NFTs. No, NFTs because the, the NFTs is that because you're the only one who has the uh, the, the that intellectual property, yeah. like right? Well, I you don't get, see the connection. How when you if I saw Pinky and she she ran down and we connected and I grabbed that mixtape and then I popped it in and I liked the music. Now I'm a fan forever because I don't see that connection but, but, unless the connection is already there. I don't see that but, happening but did, but you, through an NFT. But did you find joy in the physical part of grabbing the CD yeah. and going to put that joy that the, did you see that the plastic was made? Let me say so did you did you see the clip of DJ Quick talking about the difference of recording on analog? Tape. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the texture. Yeah, 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 exactly. The energy. Tape. It really captures the energy in the room. So the connectivity in music is what's not there for me anymore, like it was prior to the internet. Some people used to be like, "This is cool." A lot of old heads would be like, "This shit better be good." And because they bought it, and it's like crazy because they buy anything else for twenty dollars, thirty dollars. My ten dollar mixtape. I'm from around your way. They definitely gonna listen to it. Because they paid their $10, so it's different. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
I listened to your mix, like that shit was good. You uh, know, it's like whack all and all. And then the way the, the way you would play music, like I would put a tape in, and I would listen to both sides of the tape. It wasn't like I'm putting a tape in and switching the tape out. Is it because you paid for it? No, nah, it was just because it was too inconvenient to be switching. And then, like, even with CDs, when I'll put a CD in, depending on how far I had to drive, I would listen to the whole CD. Or I might skip through the CD, but I would put my ear on it because I didn't have, like, multiple CDs to pick from at once. Like, streaming, you just yeah. like, ah, I'm going to listen to that now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you would experience somebody's beginning, middle, end. Was it, was it the risk of it not being good that, and, and you putting the, your money on? All... I think there, I think that is what fueled where we're at currently. Yeah. It, w music got to a place where, like, we know we could dupe you. We know you only going to hear this single before you buy this album. So the album might be trash when yeah. you get it. And the consumers started because that's where yeah, the that's disconnection... Stuff happened. Yeah, they yeah. started being like, I don't want the whole album. Yeah. Well, I just want to pick what I like off the yeah. album and get that. And then boom. Well, that's but, the, but that's how the leaks and all those in Napster happened and downloading because of that exact reason. Is people felt duped. Yep. They felt like, oh, I spent money on this album and there was only one or two good songs on yeah. the album, yeah. right? And you stop putting out singles or selling singles, right? And then that bundle is well, like what the people were busting. They weren't busting and, the concept of and the album. I had to get in my go, car, go drive to yeah. the store to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had to take time out of my day, maybe stand in line if it was one of those type releases. And, and shit, maybe it might be sold out. I had to go to two, three stores to get it. And it's still trash? Oh, I'm not buying your shit. So it's like, that's... I think that all of that fueled where we're at I, right I, now. I think it's going to come back, but it's going to come back at a premium. Well, that's going to be luxury, right? Yeah. Is that... The whole the keepsake hand to hand. That's gonna be the luxury version. That's gonna be the people who are willing to pay. Like the Russell. Yeah, that's gonna be. You know what I mean? That's gonna be that next level. Is is that's gonna be furniture? You know what I mean? That's that's only for those. But now it's like a reverse model because before that would be the connection. Me going to get that physical. Now I'm already connected to the artist, and that's why I want the physical. Yeah, people are buying vinyls now too. Like yeah, I was about to say, like vinyls. Like I'm. And I don't have a record player, but I got a couple of vinyls. And then I even and then I even use. I, I rotate the vinyls that have in um, a decoration, like my home office. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, it, you know, it depends on who's coming over, et cetera, et cetera. Like, oh, I'm going to put, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and that's why album, album cover art is important. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, it definitely used to be. Like now, it still is. you know. It's I, mean, I mean, it is. Because it's a post on the, on the social media. Yeah. But I think some people. I think some people shit is total trash and they spend no time on that shit and they think it's cute because they spend, it just be trash. And that could be subjective, but it's a it's a measure of their effort and thought. You, you don't feel that way? No, I mean, I, I, Think about like an 80s joint, like an 80s oh. joint, when people really had to be like, man, I got to convince the person who walks in who hadn't heard none of it that this is the shit. Like, them joints were slick. So like with, with Pan-Africanism, you have Burna Boy right now who's very popular in America. Yeah, right? and also over there in the worldwide. worldwide. Yeah, so I mean like... Jamaica... So before, you know, you had Fela in the 70s, but it wasn't really an African artist doing African music that, that we took up. Yeah, so like... Brenda's the first to sell South Madison Square Garden. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Unless you count Sade, but Sade, but her sound, her sound wasn't... Yeah, 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 yeah. Her sound was, 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 it was, yeah, it was like British 
the soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So did you, now Utah is in the mix for you some Well, that was a mistake too. So how did you get to, where, you did some, <laughs> time, in, did some time in Utah, not prison. But... No, 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 but the, the, actually, you know what? The thing about Utah was I got a good deal. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? It's the school I went to. It was a good deal. Uh, it was college? It was college. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was college. Uh, BYU. Ah, <laughs> big love you. Big love you. <laughs> BYU. Big but love I, out I there. Had, I, had, I had a good deal. Uh, I was coming from Zimbabwe. The internet didn't exist. I actually saw the internet for the first time when I was vacuuming the computer lab at BYU. Huh. And I asked the guy, I was like, yo, what's that? And he was like, it's the super information highway. The head of information super highway. That's like, why. I was like, that's the information super. I didn't know it was the same thing as the internet. Like, super yeah. highway. And I literally. And he should have stuck with that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So, so literally, literally, I was the, like, you know, the, the, the custodian guy. Like, he, I was vacuuming the computer lab. And I was like, yo, what is, what is that? I, I never even heard of it. And I didn't know that the internet was the same thing as the super, you know what I mean? Right. And then, and then he's yeah. like, try it. And I went, it was Yahoo. That's my first website ever went on. Yahoo. And then I and then I went in there and then I typed in Rwanda, right? And, and I remember my So the, it was a well, search engine, basically? Yeah, because he had opened to yeah. Yahoo. But I thought I was on Yahoo. I didn't know I was on the internet. What was it? This is nine, December 94, December, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, was maybe January 95? Yeah, 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 because yeah. it was during the break and everything. Because I, 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 it was freezing. Yeah, no. It wasn't too far after that for me because I, I came down here into Washington, D.C. in 95. And it wasn't too far long after that we got on the radio. And then I remember my first recollection is AOL. AOL, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then going in the chat What was the first thing you looked up on the internet? That's a good question. I I, I don't even know what the, remember what the first thing is that I looked up. Oh, you're not allowed to say on camera. The first thing I looked up was Illuminati. Oh, really? There you see, that makes sense. Because that summer I was reading the... I was like really, really reading, and I was like, "Yeah, you are Illuminati." Like, Dude, you believe, no, you believe yeah. Illuminati is real? Hell yeah! I don't believe that. I definitely do. I don't believe it's real. I believe in the society. I just don't believe. Okay, yeah. Let's not, let's not call it Illuminati, but I know it's the society that That's you gotta. You push the wall, the door turns, and you in this whole other world. And they make. I know at the top of the chain up there. I, I, I don't. I don't think anybody nowadays has that much power. Yeah. Maybe not one person, hey, but our, maybe maybe back in the day when there was like industrialists yeah. and there was like ten industrialists, and they, the they had ninety five percent. Yeah, yeah. I think there's more than one society. Yeah, but like I think there's a pot, there's groups at the top of the food chain. This world's one percent. They're literally playing war games with us. No, no. I think, I think, I think, I think. Well, well, you know, well this is DC, and DC is a political town. Right. And the one, one understanding a lot of uh, political people is that politics is like sports. It's very local. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So what happens is, uh, uh, 
I don't, I don't, especially nowadays with the internet and, and people have access to so much information. And, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and it also, it can be, something's exposed. It can be really bad. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? I hide it right I, like, they still got people that can cover that shit. Lamar Hamlet. I don't think too deep into Oh, uh, okay. That's a perfect time to take a break. Oh. Right here on the Black Smoke Podcast. <laughs> we'll be back with more Tumabasa in one second. Back at it with our special guest, Tumabasa, director of Black Music and Culture at YouTube. And when we left off, we were talking conspiracy theories. <laughs> I think somehow we didn't got we you know we, we didn't got the talking about Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin's name came up, and this just loops back to the Illuminati. I think it's and a few people being in control of something. <laughs> no, but you know you did school. You're back in America. School. You're so you're still connected to to. To music, you did the B Tuma B. So, what is driving you now, and what is the direction for Tuma moving forward? Like, what do you want to do in life from this point in Utah and Iowa and going to BYU and stuff? Well, something that happened at Utah was um, there weren't a lot of black people in Utah, right? So, really? <laughs> so, so, what happens is, where was it in Utah? Provo. Never you don't want to trust me. Okay. Like, yeah. So, what happens is this is uh, they used to shoot a lot of movies and TV shows there, mm -hmm. right? In the 90s, at least, like all those Independence Days and all those movies used to get sh shot like there. And they, uh, my roommates used to be extras because there weren't many black people, but they wanted to make it look like it was in Utah, right. right? So I got the call one day. They wanted my roommate, Carlos, and uh, he wasn't home. And they were like, and uh, to be a stand-in, and then he he was like out of town or something. I said, and he was like, they were like, how do you look like? You know, they were trying to ask me if I was black, right? right? And then I was like, uh, I'm about the same height as Carlos. Several uh, about the same complexion. And they're like, would you be interested in being a stand-in? So so I was Ozzy Davis' stand-in. You know, Ozzy Davis. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was so white and don't know and think we all look alike. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was Ozzy Davis standing for. This pilot, I don't even know if it aired, it was called Promised Land. Okay. Uh, right. uh, Touched by an Angel was the TV show that we used to shoot in Utah. Yeah. With Dolores, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember when she came on the set, she was like, the stuff is here. <laughs> she was like, you know what I mean? So, so, so what happens is, uh, uh, during lunch, this is, uh, so during lunch, uh, uh, Oz Davis. That was using it. Supremely legendary yeah. set. Well, well, the thing is, is, I knew Ozzy Davis because of Malcolm X, the autobiography of Malcolm yeah, X. Right. He wrote, he wrote the, the eulogy. eulogy. Yeah. Right. So that's so that's that's the context I knew that's Ozzy big. Davis. So yeah. so what happened was during lunch, uh, he invited me and there was another young lady. She was uh, do you remember Su Suzette Harris and Suzette Douglas? She was the mom in Jason's lyric. Oh, she was no, uh, Parenthood. Yeah. She was like Robert Townsend's wife in Parenthood. Yeah, she yeah, passed yeah. away. Oh, so, so she was so the girl who's her standing they went and sat down like during lunch and they were like oh come sit with us so i so i started talking to him uh -huh. and he gave me the idea of working behind the scenes uh -huh. you know what i mean in that moment because i was starstruck i, I never yeah, no, any that's you know what i mean i was I, the only celebrity i'd ever seen was bj armstrong like you know what i mean <laughs> Wow. That's not a target once. Not BJ the Chicago <laughs> kid. Yeah, yeah. BJ Armstrong. BJ Armstrong. That's the only. Wow. So I was starstruck, and he's telling me about all the behind the scenes stuff. 
like being an accountant in the entertainment industry, et cetera, et cetera. So that moment was really where I said, oh, I'm going to really explore the, all the behind the scenes because he was telling me about the longevity, career. He was, he was telling me a lot of stuff. I used to write letters to him. He gave me his address in New Rochelle, New York. And I used to like write letters well, to him. He basically was like, look, oh, Tuba, yeah, yeah, yeah. the acting thing might not be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he's the one. He's the yeah, one. He gave you like a... Uh... Like lifeline. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Literally, that, that moment, because uh, uh, something had happened the night before on Larry King Live. So I just asked him a question about, and then he gave me this big explanation. So in a way, that kind of uh, maybe subconsciously inspires when I talk to young people. I'm always trying to transfer information. I'm a big, no, yeah, yeah. A big generational transfer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that you don't know? Yeah. You don't know because they might be looking up to you. And they think, oh, like, wow, I'm going to, I might say the exact same thing their older brother or someone else says, but if, if, if there's some kind of associate, like attachment, like I associated Oz Davis with the autobiography right. of Malcolm X, like, you know what I mean? Yep. So that made ever, it credible. That made, not, like, did he ever see you? No, no, he never wrote back. I used to write back. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he was like, look, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not see you. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those days where you know you would like go check the mail, see if you got a. He never wrote back. So then, what, what did you, where did you go from there when you started looking in behind it? What was the first so thing? So, I transferred to University of Iowa because uh -huh. I hated Utah. Uh -huh. And then, uh, transferred to University of Iowa. And then I, I told my parents I was going to be an entertainment lawyer. Mm. And then when uh, there was a, uh, what was her name? Camille DiGiorno? I'm trying to remember her name. But she was uh, admissions at University of Iowa Law School. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I told her, like, hey, I want to do law school in the entertainment law. And she said, well, you have to go to New York or L.A. You can't do it from here. Wow. You go do an internship. Yeah. So she had gone. Be an entertainer. Yeah, so she had gone to, uh, she had gone to Iowa, law school. Baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to go to New York. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So she had gone to law school with LL Cool J's lawyer at the time. Ooh. And 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 then um, uh, she gave, gave me her address. So I wrote to her, sent her my resume, my cover letter. I even have the, the, the letter, hey, we don't have any internships. And then uh, even recommended me like Sony all these other places. So what I did was, I we used to deliver barbecue, and the barbecue place went out of business. Door dashing. No, before door dashing. Yeah, before door dashing. Yeah, well, it was one place. It was Fry's Barbecue and Grill, and they went out of business. So I was about to qualify for 13 weeks of unemployment. Mm. So I was like, man, that means I can afford to do a free internship in New York. Because the issue before was I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. I had a cousin in New York, and I had a cousin in Cali. So I called my cousin, Mukesha. I said, she had, and I knew she had an extra bedroom. I said, hey, can I stay the summer at your place? And then I bought, Greyhound had a special for like $69 uh, anywhere in the country. Wow. So I took a, a Greyhound from Iowa City to New York City. Wow. I was sick too. Well, and how I, old were you? Uh, this is 1997, so I was 21. I was 21, turning 22. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 21. But but for me, I so I took the the Greyhound bus, right? I remember we stopped in Cleveland, and I was listening to Maxwell Urban Hang Suite the whole time, like because the guy at the bus station, his girl had just kicked him out of the house, mm -hmm. so he was selling his CD player, and uh, and so the discman, remember the discman? Yeah. Yeah. So so he was like, 
Yo, I'll sell you this Discman and the CD inside. Well, the CD inside was Maxwell uh, Urban uh, Hand Suite. Uh, so so I bought it off and I listened way. the whole uh, way. Literally. Yeah, that, and that was a great album. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah, so you, you could listen, listen the so whole way. Out. Yeah. You could change the sound of music. Yeah, oh, 100%. Because it had that kind of airy whisper. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 100%. And then so what happened was, I so go to New York City, and then uh, my, I stayed with my cousin, I, I I made 800 cold calls. Mm. And the reason I know I made 800 cold calls because uh, the, their, their, their local phone was called 9X at the time, yeah. right? And then Iowa was Northwestern Bell. And Iowa, you, uh, no, distance. no, 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 oh. local calls were free. Oh, okay. There was like 10 cents a call. Oh, so, you got that you got, so I, yeah, 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 yeah. So she was like, whoa, like, uh, <laughs> like whoa. So I made 800 cold calls. Uh, um, one of my fraternity brothers worked at Polygram. Uh, he connected me with a few things. I got I got an internship at EMI Records. I, I would literally show up. It didn't work. When you show up to the record label and you give them the resume. I literally, I showed up to Sony. I even showed up to MTV, by the way, which years later, I was like, wow, I made it. Right, like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I even showed up because at MTV, they even gave me, it was a woman named Jennifer Vasquez. I'll never forget. I, I've never seen her ever since then. Uh -huh. But... She uh, uh, got me in to do like this typing test to be a temp, Damn. like see if you could type. You know those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, "Yo, like, like the, the internship deadline is up, but maybe you could be a temp." And 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 go, do you know how to type? I said, "Yeah, I know how to type." I didn't know how to type. Uh, and I, I, mean, I didn't know. Not like now. Now we just like, pff, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But what happens is, Jennifer asked, so she got thing. I get something in my records. They go out of business while I'm there. Like after like a week. Uh, <laughs> Virgin <laughs> Records. Yeah, yeah. Well, Virgin Records takes uh, uh, EMI, the parent company, buys Virgin Records that year, mm. and then they made Virgin the North American presence. Yep. And then EMI Records was folded. EMI North America okay. was folded because mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So I go. It was in the New York Post first, and then I was like, "What? EMI is folded." Then I go to help my supervisor. My supervisor can help me pack. Yeah. Now I have to find another internship. So I interned with uh, uh, this guy, Charlie Austin, connected me with, uh, who's my frat brother. He connected me. I'm a Sigma and everything. So okay. uh, he connected me with uh, Theo Settlemeyer. Mm. So Theo is the one who really gave me my first real internship. It was He had, he had just started. Him and... Uh, Theo Selmeyer is a, a lawyer. He's like everybody's lawyer. Mm -hmm. Like, like sounds like it. Sounds like a yeah, yeah. He, no, no. Theo is everybody. He's like Drake's lawyer. He's Kodak Black's lawyer. He's like oh. Post Malone's lawyer. DJ Khaled's He's lawyer. I don't know, like, if they still all these Kodak Black and the whole Yo Gotti's lawyer. Yo Gotti's lawyer. Like, uh. you know what I mean? Like, Theo is like the man. I, I don't even know if he wants me saying all that, like, right. but he, he is. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happens is he's all these people, but this is 1997. Right. So he had uh, his startup uh, law firm, Cutler and Settlemeyer, with Randy Cutler, who he, he passed away. But um, so I interned for them for the summer. And, and, and you know what I mean? Whatever needed to be done. He used to give me books. He gave me Hitman. He gave me... Um, Hitman? Hitman, the book, Hitman to read. He gave me Donald Passman. He, he would lend me these books, and I would read them. Mm -hmm. uh, he gave me uh, uh, Donald Passman, Everything You Need to Know About Music Business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so that summer, yeah, 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 that summer, he, I, I remember he would, like, lend me books, and I would, go, I would read them. Like, I would literally read them. And at that time, he, he was just starting. The year 
I think it was the year after it was 98 or so. That's when Eminem uh, blew up. Wow. Eminem was his, is, is his client. It's up to today, I think, I believe. Because wow. Paul Rosenberg, like, was a lawyer. Under him. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well wow. I don't know their arrangement, but I know With Paul Rosenberg was, was uh, a part of that law from somehow. Wow. I, don't, I don't know the exact. But so this is the year before Eminem blew up. Right. Because Eminem blew up like 98. 90, this was the summer of 97. I remember Source Awards 99. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in, in Cali at the Playboy Mansion. You know, was you out there? No, I wasn't. I was, I was oh. too broke. Eminem did something? Huh? Eminem did something? I mean, that's just when he was popular. No, you know. Source Awards was in LA that year. They did parties at the Playboy Mansion, like Interscope and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dre and, and M. It was, it was just crazy. But yeah, that's when, like, hi, my name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is. That was already. Yeah. No, but, but yeah, but that literally, that's how. Uh, I, so I go back because I have to go back to Iowa because you can't go to law school unless you finish. Uh, so I go back to Iowa. Undergrad. Yeah, so, yeah. So I go back to finish my undergrad, and then what happened was, uh, remember the supervisor I had at EMI? His name was Tony Ward. I, I used to write letters, like I used to write, like like right. Yeah, he sent me. He said, "Think about Atlanta or mid-sized market because uh -huh. New York." at the entry level, it was like a rat race. So he was like, go get some experience somewhere, then come back to New York. Because I was looking for a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like looking for a job. And then he said, there's an article in the New York Times about Atlanta being the new Motown. So I started applying for jobs in different markets, like flight time in Minneapolis, LaFace, okay. you know what I mean? BT, BT here in DC, you know what I mean? Like I even applied for like some uh, BMG warehouse uh, uh, in South oh, Carolina, yeah. Duncan, South Carolina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I even applied. I applied, I applied yeah, wherever. Yeah, it was a BMG in Maryland, Real. like Columbia or something. Yeah, or the, yeah that's... Yeah. Uh, that's I, was right. I, was, I applied, <laughs> I even applied to do, uh, to be like a mascot at um, at uh, Disney World in Orlando. Like Which one? Did no, well, not mascot. It was like some program. Like, some program, but what happened was when I inter interviewed with the dude, they came to Iowa to recruit, and I'm like, as long as I get my foot in the Disney entertainment industry, right? they but, came to Iowa. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what he told me? He was like, "You don't want to do this." Wow. Because what happened was he, he was an alpha. Home. He was an alpha. The guy who introduced, uh, interviewed me was alpha. So we did the interview, and then I bumped into him. You know when you go like, buy food, I bumped into him, and then he was like, "We were just like small talking, just being nice." He's like. Greek to Greek, you don't want to do this. He's like, you know, he, he told me. See, back like, then, that's yeah, what yeah, it was yeah. beneficial to be he, he, you know he, what Yeah, yeah, he told me. He was like, you don't want to do this. He said, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, no, man, it's not. Like, we're recruiting, but it's like not that. So uh, I, I, I didn't, so I even let, that was like, because he was telling me it's not going to help you in terms oh, of, yeah, 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 but if you're in Iowa, you don't know. So at this point, you're 23, 24? 22, 23, but turning 23. Right, I, was like, so I graduated when I was 22, turning 23. So was the Ozzy Davis moment the moment where you just turned on everything on go? Cause no, it, but it, 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 it's cool, go yeah. a Greyhound trip. I'm that sounds like go. The, like, you like, man, I'm, I'm in. Well, from a storytelling perspective, yes. Okay. Right? From a, from a, from a storytelling perspective. But if I'm, if I remember correctly, the Black Enterprise with uh, Russell Simmons on the cover, mm -hmm. right? Uh, if I remember correctly, happened while I was still in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. So, so the the so the seed was planted. Like you know what I mean? If I if I remember correctly, because I remember 
uh, that issue specifically. You remember when he's on the, the on the like in the in the car? He was on a cover, and so 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 the seed was planted in terms of like opportunities, and this is a career pathway. Because I remember the 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 library in where I was in Zimbabwe only had one book about music business stuff. And it was about publicity. So from a storytelling perspective, yeah, that's the the moment thing. But I think that's more of like an igniter, like you know what I mean, like like, like well, looking for a planet, but then yeah, and then, yeah, put a little gas on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the water on there because it became real, and it was coming from his mouth. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. It was coming from his mouth, so it was that much more credible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's major. Yeah. And then, well, I think like being involved in media just how you were able to see Russell Simmons, which was like a version of you. Like, you know, you... That's, like, that's a version of all of us. That's what I'm saying. Because like, the images control the way you see your possibilities. And so, like, in media, the images are are very important in that way. Because, like, until you see... Like, when I saw Master P yeah. doing what he was doing, that's what made me automatically be like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go into business. Well, well, because you have to remember something. Before that... All the images we had, to, people had to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In order to make it, yeah. they couldn't be their full yeah. self, right? So when we we saw someone like Russell Simmons, who you know what I mean, would, would dress how he wanted to, say talk, talk how he wanted to, et cetera, et cetera, that was inspiring. Yeah. And there were so few examples of somebody who didn't all of a sudden like become this corporate robot, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know what I mean? So now. The, it's, so, it's so much more common. We're seeing entrepreneurs, you know what I mean, etc. Et but at that time, we never saw, you know what I mean? We never, that visibility was very limited into someone who didn't have to abandon their culture or abandon or, or, or had to like become like some leave it to beaver dad. It like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Simmons where Adidas into meetings. Yeah. That was a talking point. Like, yeah. He, he unheard of. In the meeting. Unheard yeah, like, of at that time. And that was every day. So 2002, they started MTV Jams, and then I was I did that for 10 years. So the first five years, I did it with Butterman from Baltimore, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to, he used to be on WERQ yep. in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then he went to... So we, so the first five years, then the last five years, it was myself and then uh, Sheila Grouillon, who used to work with myself and Butterman. She would also come in and, you know what I mean? Do yeah. the thing and like, what, what? So what happens is... is uh, MTV Jams, there was a lot of more uh, space because it wasn't there was no uh, ratings on it, mm-hmm. so it didn't have the ratings pressure of MTV Two or MTV. So you played the hits. This this is the formula I used to use. I'm like, okay, these are the hits. This is what we're gonna get the return on airplay. But what's the return on the culture? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is where we're gonna get the viewership. But where? What is gonna be the investment that helps? For the next, yeah. the next yeah. round, so we keep this thing going. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. So a lot of DC guys, what happened was DC was so Jams was in twenty million households. MTV Two was ninety something million, and then oh no, like ninety million. Then MTV was like a hundred something million, right? Households. So the Comcast markets that we were in, we knew exactly. We knew we were in Detroit. We knew we were in DC. We knew we were in Philly. We knew exactly where we were. You know what I mean? L.A., uh, Charter in L.A., uh, we knew exactly what cities we're in, right? So what, the Bay. Oh, my gosh, the Bay. So, yeah, yeah, the Bay was in Chicago also. 
So we're like, yo, that's that's enough. That's plenty, uh-huh. right? So I used to tell Sheila, I was like, MTV's in 100 million households, we're in 20 million households. Instead of us thinking about the 80 million we don't have, yeah. Let's make them wish they were part of the 20 million that do have. That's how we, we're like, yo, we will, we will, we will super serve this 20 million so hard, so hard, like, right? Like so hard. We will super serve so hard that they're going to be like, damn, I got direct TV. Well, how you get this? Like, what what is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you watching music videos all day and and, and they're supporting, uh, uh, the Tabby Bonet and, and Mumbo oh, Sauce yeah, and yeah. you know what I mean and all these guys uh, UCB or whoever right you know what I mean <laughs> so what happens is this and in the same what they would say in the Bay would be the same you know what I mean what they would say in Atlanta they'll be like wait a second that was my partner in them. Yeah. Like, like, how do they know about my partner in them? Like, you know what I mean? That type of feeling, right? That type of so that's what jams was for us. It was a passion project. Like, it was it was it was it was like if you can feel the passion in this day of music, which included uh, old videos that that were uh, unique to MTV's music video library. You know what I mean? So we'll throw in. Oh, you're throwing some like some. Some poor righteous teacher, like in between, not too much, not like just the, uh, just for flavor, like the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We I just call them relief records, okay. like you know what I mean, just to break the monotony of all the brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just, just have fun, and also to make every day different. So if I came home at two o'clock every day from school, three o'clock every day from school, I would see something different yeah. from what I saw yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, 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 now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you see the same exact yeah. video at three o'clock and the oh, same song on the radio at three o'clock that yeah. I heard yesterday. Because there's, because they're chasing ratings, they have to in order to stay alive. But, but, you know but, what, but I mean? what you did, you you did too. You you, I mean, you well, just, well, yeah, you, you didn't necessarily. Yeah. Have, but you, no, still you, have, you had to. You have to. You still needed an audience. You, yeah, you, you have didn't to. Necessarily need ratings for MTV. But it's Jams, a proportion. But, but the proportion. So, so, and then that's an example to me of somebody who could have taken that opportunity to exercise gatekeeperism. Yeah. Like I could have, you could have just well, played the hits and been good. Well, 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 but well, but well, you well, asked the, the one, the question that a lot of gatekeepers in our culture don't ask, which is, what is the return for our culture? Well, but this is a deal. But, 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 but wait, 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 wait. But, but, but see, I, I come from the gatekeeper era, but I didn't, I, so I did, I did practice gatekeeping, right? But in my mind, I wanted to separate Gatekeeping and hate keeping, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? So, right? So, it's because so, everybody, no, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. is supposed to get it. Wait, 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 wait. I'll right, tell you, I'll tell you what. Tell, tell us, tell us. Tell us. What happens is this it's like, yo, look, is I want as many to come in as possible, but they have to meet the criteria. There has to be a there has to be a standard. This Otherwise, special yeah. music. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it devalues the, the, the real estate. That that you when you land on MTV jams, there's no effect because you just let the right. like the the thing. I mean, they're so not, they're not letting us play sports because we black. Yeah, yeah. because they're good. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Than, you so, know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's criteria. Yeah. So so the hate that. Right so, so but no, but that 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 one is more defense. Like you know, like we don't want you here. Uh, like like that 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 just us. Yeah, just that red people. velvet rope yeah. vibe. Like you know what I mean, et cetera, et cetera. And 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 and, and that doesn't do anything in terms of. Like fertilizing yeah. and nurturing, and you know what I mean. It doesn't do anything in that that, that growth. That now, that you know. Is that um, hip hop centric or is that in all music? 
No, I think I mean, the, the hip hop actually is sure, actually gatekeeping is actually over in hip hop, by the way. What? What is that? One more time. Gatekeeping is over in hip hop. Well, it's less now. Gatekeeping No, 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 no. Let me that. No, 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 no. The reality is this: the right now, the hip hop. There's so many outlets to, yeah. to, 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 to launch from, so many ways. And it's, it's, the difficulty is breaking from all that noise. There's so much music, so many artists. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so the, the issue now is how do you break from that, you know what I mean? The, 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 that, that, uh, uh, the, 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 the sand, like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you become... Like a sandcastle in with all that sand, like you know what I mean, and that's a lot more difficult. So now it's taste making. If I'm a, the, in the gatekeeping position, I have to get it right. Before we didn't have to get it right. We didn't have to get it right. We were protect. We had protection of of public airwaves, barriers to entry uh -huh. through public airwaves, or or music licensing because now not everyone can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now. If you don't get it right, you're irrelevant. Right. Yeah. Nobody checks for you uh, anymore. You, you know what I mean? So now, so now there's, so now it's a different game. You know what I mean? It's a different game. And then now it's a timing game. It's like, at what point in the rise are you going to get it? You see what I'm saying? Is it when it's zero to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60? So the hot ones and the smart ones or the AR vibe kind of one will, will, you know what I mean? They'll get it. You know what I mean, and and they'll be comfortable with that the the scale that comes with being of catching a record when it's zero to twenty. But, yeah. but do you right. think that involves like like going viral and and all that stuff? But, but virality at this point feels more like luck almost. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it almost feels like. It did, uh, yeah, until, yeah. It did until TikTok released the report saying that their employees get to choose. I know you I don't know. But speaking of timing and AR, this is the perfect time to take a break for our artist spotlight, the Black Smoke Podcast Artist Spotlight. And this week we get the privilege of spotlighting one of our very own who Tell her what you just dropped, Pinky. <laughs> I said I just dropped a single called Extra and um, a video for the joint. It's uh, produced by Corbin. Corbin Butler Corbin out of Butler LA. In LA. And um, yeah, this is my joint. It's for Grindstone Music. Shout out Grindstone Music, Grindstone Media Group. It's just me talking my shit. Not a yeah. whole lot to it. Here it go right here, Pinky Killer Core Extra on the Black Smoke Podcast. Powered by GMG. Love to use your mouth, but you don't speak. 
It's spit and span. Now clean it up. Ain't shit else to be saying. Ain't got time to be playing. Some sucking with left sand. Some loving with no land. Cause I don't trust nobody but these hundreds in my hand. And I stay on my shit in case shit ever hit the fan. Sipping on some sea moss while I'm plotting on the plan. Just saying. Hold up, they say hold up, kill the corner name. I was.